0: Chapter 52 The End of War Without warning, I found myself on the flight deck of Wolfcraft, with Ifdeck sitting to my right. To his right sat Admiral Jack, her hands gripping her knees as she leaned forward, as if willing her sightless eyes to see the two figures sat in the seats in front of us. A sudden burst of relief, Left me light headed, almost giddy. The ritual of invocation of the infernal and the eternal was over. Somehow I had survived and returned to the wolfcraft wee scunner. Yet, if Deck and jack looked different, given what I had experienced, it was only to be expected that the ones familiar looked not quite the same. For there was no sign of Augur Kawkani or Flight Commander Talav. Other data seemed to be missing inside my head, but that was okay too. There was no need for alarm. I was probably still recovering from the ritual. It was only a matter of time before the gaps in my memory filled up. Then I looked at my hands. Surely the ritual would have left a scar on my right hand, but there was not a trace of the blade. There was bruising and nicks, as if I'd been in a fight but of the ritual blade's incision there was no trace. A disquieting sense of déjà vu began slowly to crawl up my spine. My right hand not only lacked the mark of the ritual knife, it was unmarked by the five decades of my life. It was smoother than it should be, less worn and lined with age. I looked at my left hand, And disquiet turned to horror. For there in the third finger was a simple wooden band veined with gold. My wedding ring. I knew then where I was and when I was. I was sat in the cramped flight cabin of the wool craft Abitia Stramash. About to witness what was supposed to be the end of all war. I could change nothing. The narrative had already been played out. My only role now, courtesy of the harrowing hedge, was to act out my part once more with no deviation from script or dolman. The Abitia Stramash was cruising with six other wolfcraft at the edge of the border between the two great star-spinning powers, Demos and Hymiard, stretching for many light years. This border zone was filled with the debris, mangled ships, unexploded ordnance, scoured and pitted planets, of millennia of intermittent struggle between the two adversaries, and was, unsurprisingly, commonly known as the War Zone. Little of the conflict there could be described as full-blown warfare, though there were examples enough of massive, and shocking bursts of total combat violence, rather the interminable low level of fighting had all but destroyed any hope of social, economic and cultural cohesion. Mm. Demos and Jaime Yard were once again pouring weaponry and warships into the war zone. But this time they were an alliance. They had vowed to destroy the hostiles. The piratical anarchists, aberrations and heretics, whose mastery of asymmetrical warfare threatened the stability of the three zones of humanity. The third of those zones, the League Unsundered, had contributed a number of ships, but these were small and lightly armed, mere decorative birds, as it were, in comparison to the hawks and eagles of their allies. In return, the League unsundered had asked some of the Alliance warships to patrol the section of the border zone that buffeted against its territory. The wolf craft Abidia Stramash was one of the ships assigned to that task. At the front of the flight deck sat two pilots, both wearing headphones. From their remarks, I gathered they were switching between listening to the ongoing operation and to the media coverage of it. One of them, flight commander Zandra, turned round and smiled. Hey troopers, any of you want to give an interview? Some news crews arrived too late for the chase, so now they want to do backup insight stories. You know, personal shit. Is there a polite way of telling them to go fuck their grandmother? Not sure, if Dick, but I wouldn't go there. They could begin looking at the personal issue behind the statement. Trooper and grandmother, a love that shamed the galaxy. This raised a brief laugh from Ifdek. Xandra listened to the comms feed for a few minutes, then looked up again. Okay, I've got a clearer, if weirder picture of what those dickheads want. They want to discuss poetry. What the fuck are you talking about? This from Admiral Jack. Only she was still a tenant and still angry and confused about her recent loss of sight. Troopers, I am trying to be friendly here, but I have my orders from Captain Arrow. We've all to accommodate the media, let them feel they're fully involved in this historic occasion, the end of all war. What's the poem? I asked. Some shit that's just been written. Apparently it's gone viral, inspiring billions to heroic and selfless deeds. Sandra gave a snort. <laughs> this is good. After listening to an extract in her school, a seven-year-old girl jumped into a burning building and rescued a tramp tramps, muttered Ifdek fuck seven year old girls I looked over at Ifdek part of his scalp had only a thin and patchy covering of hair paedophilia as well as granny banging I said, seek help man Ifdek grinned okay, he said if we have to do this we might as well do it right Tell us more about the poem, Flight Commander. Xandra listened for a moment, then turned and muttered a few words to her fellow pilot. Assured by her colleague's nod, she pushed her chair out and swung it back to face us. Okay, let me see. The synopsis says it's about heroes whose exploits were ring down through the ages. The heroes are known collectively as the Broken Dozen, whatever the fuck that means. I think it means eleven, said Jack. Only eleven of us survived the engagement that brought Captain Errol to Pibber. Sandra nodded. That's right, it's about you guys. Congrats. Not everybody gets a poem written about them. Does that mean you're famous? Jack ignored the question and said, Three of us here with you now. Deck, Mr Marcus and myself. Captain Errol and the others are off leading the armada. Against the pirates Flight commander Zandra Took off her headphones And looked at the three of us But none of us added anything to Jack's statement Maybe we could do this another time She said why don't you guys go take some downtime? Just give us a moment, flight commander, said if Deck. It's been less than a month since our stunning victory. My head's got a hole in it. Jack's gone fucking blind. As for Mr. Marcus here, there's so much weird shit going on in his head. We have to gag him at night to stop him waking us with his screams. So a little patience and empathy would be appreciated. Zandra looked down at the screen on her lap, tapped it a few times. Calm's feed bled out of her headphones and whispered its way into the silence. She kept tapping the screen, her fingers jerking in an angry and impatient way. Zandra was reputed to be one of the best pilots around, but clearly empathetic patience was not part of her training. If Deck was first to break the silence, thank them for the request but say that unfortunately we have not yet read the poem the flight commander tapped his screen vigorously they say they want to record a prince reading part of it uh, as a charity thing for refugees or something hold on, clarification they want the prince here to read it she looked up frowning one of you is royalty if Deck nodded at me Oh, interesting. Is that why they call you Mr. Marcus instead of just plain Marcus? No, I said. That's just politeness. Actually, explained Deck. it began as sarcasm. Then it became politeness, added Jack. Then it just felt good and it stuck. Like shit to an unwashed toilet bowl, confirmed Deck. Sandra did not smile. She tapped her keyboard and listened to her headphones. Then she looked at me with a frown. It says here your wife is with the hostiles. Is that right? Your wife's a pirate. If Dex spoke, it's complicated. Sandra nodded slowly. That's so maybe you can explain it to me. She quickly checked the screen again, then looked up, and said without a trace of irony. Looks like nothing's going to happen round here for a while anyway. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Marcus Marcus and Heart and Heart. I hope you've enjoyed it. As I said, things are going to get very strange and weird over the last few chapters, so stay tuned. And if you've enjoyed it, mind tell your family and your friends and even your ancient enemies. Look after yourselves, wash your horns, social distance, wear your masks if you have to, get vaccinated. And mind, pass the word about Marcus Marcus through social media, word of mouth and all that. And if you want to support the show, you can make a donation to my coffee fund. The details are in my episode notes. Okay, stay tuned.